we talked about the uh, the Isaac type and and we did the Jacob type, right? Amen. I gave you a handout tonight and we have the Moses type and we have the Aaron type. All right. So let's we're going to look at this today and we're going to talk a little bit about it tonight. Amen. Now, what is the Abraham type like? <laughs> Abraham type just gives everything away. Right? They don't count the cost. Amen. They go always go above and beyond their means. They mean well. But what was the gray area? Do you remember the gray area? What was that gray area? Pride. Amen. Pride, right? And and, and also self-sufficiency. In other words, they feel, I don't need anybody, so I'm self-sufficient, right? So the Abraham type, you know, they have a good side, but they have a gray side, right? Okay. And then we talked about the what type? The Isaac type. What's the Isaac type like? He's disciplined, right? Isaac type is tight. We're just going re- to reframe it. Well, we understand it, right? Isaac type is what? Tight. Amen. Uh, uh, they're tough negotiators, right? Uh, but what is the gray side? Anybody remember the gray side to the Isaac type? Amen. The, 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 the shadow side. Uh-huh. They're always thinking something is going to go wrong in the future financially. So they're always panicking about, you know, the future. Rather than trusting God, right? All right, very good. All right, then we have the Jacob type. Tell me about the Jacob type. All right, he uses money to create what? Beauty. And and what 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 does that have to do? He he draws to, to live life to the fullest. The Jacob type uses money to live life to the fullest. In other words. This is what they, this is how they find significance, right? So what's the gray side to that? (laughs) They don't think about what? Saving. Come on, somebody. Give yourself a hand. Y'all, y'all did pretty decent there. I thought y'all wasn't paying attention, but y'all fooled me today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Give yourself a hand. Y'all did a good job. Uh, Y'all listening for real, huh? All right. All right, so I gave you a packet before, so let's, let's look at, real quick, let's look at the Moses type tonight. Let's talk a little bit about the Moses type. Exodus chapter 16, Exodus chapter 16 and verse 1. We're going to do the whole chapter. Uh, okay, so first of all, we got to think about how, who Moses was, right? Moses lived in Egypt. At first, he lived in Pharaoh's uh, palace, if you would. Grew up a Hebrew boy with a pagan in a pagan culture, right? So he learned a lot of his ways, right, from the Egyptians, right? Because he grew up in the Egyptian home, right? And so a lot of times, and I'll say this to you, We learn what we learn at home. How we learn how to handle money, we learn how to handle money from our parents. 
Amen. And and then our culture, amen, shapes the way we handle money. And a lot of us are wondering, man, why don't I have no money? It's not that you can't have any money. It's the way you've been taught. And the question is, are you willing to be retrained on how to handle it? Now, when you identify your, your type, then you have to look at the gray side and say, so how many of you identified your type so far? Anybody identified your type? Okay, now watch this. Now, you could be a combination of two. Now, it, it, we only got three more now. So if you're like, I don't see myself in hundred, then I don't know where you are. You're on some other planet. You just don't want to deal with the truth <laughs> about yourself. Amen. And so you just got to go. You're going to have to deal with that yourself, right? And so, and so let, let's, let's, read, let's read the Moses type right quick. Somebody read that for me. The Moses type, somebody in here is like the Moses type. Go ahead. Uh oh. <laughs> All right. So Moses, Moses types believe that money should be what? Carefully what? Organized, right? Go ahead. All right, so Moses types of people like they 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 do it to the T, right? And 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 the truth be told, none of us like this. You know, it's something we need to develop, right? Because budgeting is something that you should do, right? You know, if you're going off the top of your head all the time, amen. Then you're gonna miss something, and and then you're gonna look at your finances later on. And you'll be like, man, where did it all go? But the Moses type, watch this, they got every dollar accounted for. Amen? But you got to be careful, Moses type, because you can hold everybody hostage to your schedule. Come on and help me, somebody. Amen, right? Each type has a shadow side, right? Uh, For Moses type is what? In what? Impatient. You don't want to mess with a Moses type's plan. Oh man, I'm a Moses type all day long. I, I, I have a plan. <laughs> I strategically set out every year with a plan. And when, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about people messing with it. When things happen and I can't do what I got to do, it frustrates me because I'm like, man. Either I missed putting up some money this week or I had to redirect something in a different direction. And it drives me up a wall, man, because I see everything black and white. Okay. I don't see it any other way. It's either this way or no other way. And this happens a lot of times with the, with the Moses type. We, how many live, how many you actually work with, you know, budgeting and spreadsheets and, Things like that. Amen. And, and watch this. And if you don't, it's a good idea to start. You're like, well, that's not what I do. You ought to try it. Amen. Don't, now remember, it's not a, it's not a, 
it's not like a rule that you, you know, you, you know, but what I'm saying is remember this. And I told you this in the last study, you have to ask yourself a question. If you're not getting ahead in life, let me just, let me just get down to it for a second. If you're not getting ahead in life financially, and if you find yourself behind the eight ball all the time, amen, always short, always coming up short, then it would be a good idea to take a page from Moses, amen, and sit down. I've given you the forms. Sit down and take a good look at what's happening in your life. All right? A lot of times we're going from up here, right? And, and, and then here's the other thing you have to ask yourself, right? What does money give you? Does it, does it, is money used as status for you? Is it used as security? Is it used for enjoyment? Is it used for control? I told you this in a couple lessons before that we have to be careful how we use money. But God wants us to take the finances that we have and he wants us to budget it. Amen. Somebody read for, uh, for Exodus 16 verse 1. Read there for me. Actually, let's back up for a minute. Verse chapter 22. I mean, chapter 15, verse 22. Now, let me show you about Moses, right? I want to show you something about people who, ha- who don't live by budgets, right? People who believe in, they, they, they're, they're really carefree. And a lot of us, how, how many of you are carefree with your money? You know, uh, when I say carefree, I'm talking about, you know, you, you, you just, you just spend. Amen. All right. You just spend. And when you look at your, see, everybody's different in here. Not everybody's like that. Okay. Well, how many of you watch every dime? Hmm? Huh? Go ahead. You talk in between. Okay. How's that working out for you? <laughs> so the question is right. And I know this is a personal subject, right? But you have to get into your heart and ask the Lord, Lord, why is it that I do? Why do I handle? I just watch the news in passing. This governor, him and his wife got indicted for um, embezzling thousands of dollars in campaign money. Now, you know why? You know why they thought it was theirs? (laughs) Because of how they handle money. You see what I'm saying? And if we've never explored your interaction with money is like your inter- it's like your interaction in a relationship. Amen. Now I can tell you, money is such an intimate thing. Jesus says, "Where your treasure is, come on, help me, somebody. There also is your heart." So hold on a minute. So the question is, who has your heart? See, and how you handle it. Watch this now. How you handle it says a whole lot about you. All right? Watch verse 22. I'm in ch- verse 22. Who has that Bible? Keep reading for me. <clears throat> Verse 23. 
Mara. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mara, Mara. Okay, so watch this. So they come out the wilderness. They come out from, from Pharaoh, right? They cross the Red Sea, and then they come to a situation. They're in the wilderness for how many days? Three days. They went to the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness, and they found no what? Water. Right? They have a what? A lack. You're saying, God, I'm following you, but why is there a lack? Come on, somebody. I'm go- I went three days now. I-, I obeyed you. Come on. But still, I have a what? A lack. Watch the text. And then when they came to Mara, hold on a minute. After they found the water, the water was bitter. Amen. I got this job, but it's not good enough to pay all the bills. It's bitter. Come on, somebody. I'm trying my best here. I'm trying to hold on. I'm trying. Listen, I'm following God to the T. So I, so I say, amen. Right. I obeyed him, but then I come to this bitter place, this place called Mara. And, 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 and watch, watch these people. Amen. That word Mara in the, in the, in the Hebrew, it, it, it carries its bitterness. It's a place of bitterness. And, and, and have you ever been to that place of bitter? Let me ask you this. Have you ever been to the place of bitterness and disgust about your finances? We, we, we're going to keep it in that context, right? And, and can I show you something? Let me show you how it works, right? Right at the nick, right at the most inconvenient time, everything comes due at the same time. Oh, oh, I, I, I got some. How is it I can identify with the bitterness, but not with the good stuff? Come on, come on, y'all, come on, y'all. Right? We, 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 we can identify the bad, can we? But we have to move past where we are and start living on the other end of Mara. Come on now, watch this. Watch this now. So the so what did the people do? Huh? They grumbled at who? Moses being a well-organized, carefully organized person now, it's out of his control. And the one thing about Moses type, when things come out of their control, here's what they know how to do. Read on for me. So the people grumbled at Moses saying, what shall we drink? Verse 25. Then, then he cried. Uh Uh-huh. See the Moses type people know how to pray when they come to the bitter waters of life. Are you with me? But not only that, watch this. Moses could have taken on the problem himself, but he cried out. Can I ask you something? Have you ever cried out to God for your finance, about your finances? Have you ever cried out to him? Have you ever said, God, help me? Come on, somebody. I, 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 huh? Huh? Ask him. Help me. I, I'm tired of being bitter from the lack that I have. I'm tithing, I'm giving, I'm serving but I'm still in the wilderness. I'm still at the bitter waters. Come on, help me, will you? 
verse 25 says, then he cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a what? See, because the Moses type, they're optimistic in a sense. Amen. The Moses types can cease potential. Amen. And their eyes are open to what God can show them. Listen, if you pay attention, God will show you in your budget. This is where it's going. I think I talked to somebody. Hey, we looked at our finances, Pastor, and, and yeah, it's there. We, 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 we got this mind, mind, but we still don't know where it's going. All right. Let's, re, let's redirect your vision for a minute. Amen. Let's take another look at it. Let's take a page from Moses. Let's get down to the spreadsheet. Let's itemize everything. I'm saying everything. If you buy a piece of gum, Write it down. If you, if you stop by the store, whatever you get, just write it down and start paying close attention to what's happening or else you're going to keep living at this bitter place. Amen. And I don't want to live. I don't want to keep living at this. How many want to keep living at the bitter waters? Come on, y'all. God has given you the power to get wealth. God has given you the ability to be blessed. Amen. But you got to pay attention. Read on for a second. He cried out and God showed him a tree. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Hello. See, so a lot of times your wilderness and your desert experiences and your bitter experiences in life is a test as a believer. A test of what? Test of your faith. A test whether or not you're going to trust God or you're going to keep grumbling. See, they were tested. Look what he says. And he said, if you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right. Let me ask you something. Are you doing what's right? You say, yeah, I'm doing what's right. But I'm still broke. You ain't doing what's right. You can give up them cigarettes. Uh-huh. You, you can give up some extra eating out. You can give up some of that. Amen. You, you can go home and eat or you can pack your lunch. Are you willing to do what it takes? Come on, help me somebody. Are you willing to do what it what? Takes. Are you willing to do what is right? Denying yourself. Watch this. He says, if you do what's right in the sight and give ear to the commandments and keep all his statues, I will put none of these diseases on you, which I put on the Egyptians for I, the Lord, am your what? Healer. God is now illustrating to them and saying to Israel, to Israel. <laughs> all right. To who? Israel. All right. Come on now. To who? Israel. Now, why did he say, I will put, I will put the disease, which is on the Egyptians, because that's where they had been for a long time. And they had seen the diseases fall upon the Egyptians. Amen. And now God says, listen, if you don't obey me, this is what's going to happen to you. So let's use this real quick illustratively for a second. 
If you don't follow God's stewardship plan, what do you think? Maybe there's a blight on your finances. Amen. He says you're cursed with a cursed, with a curse, right? But watch this now. Why is it that we can't get it right? What's the reason? Failure to obey? What else? What else? What else? What happens? What happens? What happens? Huh? Failure to give? All right. And some people will argue I'm giving. Right? And here's the thing. Now, if you're hitting, missing, giving, that's why you're hitting, missing, blessing. Seriously, and if you just give what you feel like you can only afford to give, then God is going to give you what he thinks he can afford to give. How you do him, he'll do you. But you got to remember, he'll do you 10 times more than you can do him. Come on and say amen. Right? And so when it comes down to this, it's learning a different way. It's learning a different way. Listen, it's you putting on new lenses, understanding this is how I am, right? Watch this. Each type has a shadow side. Moses type love helping others get their finances in order. That's me. They make great financial coaches and many wealth manager advisors I've met uh, resonate strongest with the Moses type, right? For now, I want to encourage the Moses type to consider one of the following. Practice minding your own money <laughs> and quit trying to help everybody else. Before you try to help, see, before I tried to help anybody, before I even taught on this subject, I went and got it right first. Come on, help me somebody. Watch this. Take a financial what? Break. Every now and then, just it's okay to just chill. <laughs> Amen. Next thing, practice what? Calmness, when someone crosses one of your well-ordered financial boundaries, before you blow a fuse, Sister Alicia, step back. (laughs) I'm I'm praying for you, Ron. Practice what? (laughs) Practice what? Practice what? Calmness is the what? Middle way between apathy and anger. And, and watch this. And can be pow- a powerful practice to correct a situation without losing what? Credibility or simply doing nothing. Up against a financial challenge, look for what? A, the middle way. Now, look at verse 27 here. It says, then when they came to Elam, where there were 12 springs of water and 70 see. Elam was on its way. But if they got, if they would have stayed stuck at Mara, they would have never seen Elam. And I know that there's some of you, you, you're looking for your Elam right now. Amen. And you want to move from Mara to Elam. But if Mara changed your attitude, the water's bitter, you ain't supposed to be bitter. Come on, somebody. And we can get affected by our bitter financial situations and financial mess to the point where we, we pass up Elam. 
Oh, y'all ain't trying to hear me. God already had Elam in mind. Look at the text. What's there? Twelve. Okay, hold on a minute. Now, I want to show you how cold God is. They are in the wilderness. The desert. Now, when the last time you seen, a, I think they in Dubai. Yeah, I, I, I watched this series. Uh, I watched this series on, on how Dubai was built. You know, that's a man-made city, right? But centuries ago, at the bottom of Dubai, they, they, they dug deep and they found that it was a place where their water was there. See, but now it's just a wilderness that they have transmitted, uh, man-made into a place the way it looks right now. But watch this. But he says they came to Elam where they were 12 springs of water, 70 date palms, and they camped there beside the water. See, can I tell you something? If you take control of your finances, God will bring you to that place of enjoyment. Saints, I want to tell you something. God does not want us to live in such a way where we're just wasting and we're just, you know, we we, we, we become so bitter with the process that we're like, you know what? I hear what you're saying, but I don't think it's, listen, I I get you. I get you because some of you are like, man, this ain't going to work for me. This ain't going to work for me. I tried all of that, but did you try with God? Amen. And can I tell you something? It takes one step. Here's a step. How many of you got your envelope funded? It's the end. November's gone. December is here now. How many of you got your emergency fund? Your thousand dollars in the envelope? You got it heard? You working on it? All right. Anybody else? Huh? You working on it? All right. Come on. We got to work a little faster now. All right, because here's the thing, January's coming and you want to move into the new year. Make it, make it a goal. See, I set goals, saints. You have to set goals about your fine. We're going to get this thousand dollars in this envelope. I just saw someone the other day in the store. Amen. And they had a crisis. Amen. And they had to go buy a big ticket item. Same thing with us. Amen. Certain things will come up in your life where you're going to have to go get those big ticket items, but you want to be able to pay for that cash. That average emergency is what? A thousand dollars. Right? Am I right? We said this, right? Now, if you have to take a payday loan or a car title loan, amen, to take care of the emergency you're at you you are at Mara amen now let's go to 16 real quick chapter 16 let's look at it verse 1 what time we got let me know Leah when we yeah all right go ahead anybody anytime soon Sinai. On the what? 
second month. So there's two months now, right? Two months and 15 days. They are they adjusting to this new way of living. Now watch this. In Egypt, everything was taken care of. That's why some people like staying in jail. Because they ain't got to pay for nothing. <laughs> Lights, water, food, clothes. Shoot, you got shelter. You good. I mean, you living for free. Seriously, that, I mean, you know. So now they're moving from that to this. And, and watch this. The first thing they did is grumble to the man of God. Oh, the water's bitter. Then God give them a break and bring them to Elam. Watch how you, this is how your finance works, y'all. You, you go from bitter to sweet and then you're going to hit bitter again. Okay, but you got to be prepared for bitter. Amen. And a lot of what happens to us, it happens at our own hands. Ain't nobody did that but you. Come on, we can't blame, any, we can't blame everybody for why we don't have. And if you don't have, then it's time to downsize. I'm with downsizing. Amen. Downsize so that you can live like no one else later. Seriously, I'm with that. So that you can save and you can have a fruitful life where you don't have to worry about that type of stuff. A lot of times, that's what our issues are. We're so worried about money that it it puts us in a place. Put my PowerPoint up real quick. Go ahead and read for me. Why? They had a grumbling problem, didn't they? Didn't they have a grumble? Why, why did they grumble all the time? What, what do you think? Ungrateful? What else? What else? Lack of trust? What else? Not satisfied? Well, they didn't have none before. Contentment, right? Contentment. What else? Hmm? The thing about it is this. They had what I call, you ready for this? An entitlement spirit. Oh, we're God's people. And rather than pray, they grumbled. Some of the most bitter people are broke people who are always grumbling about what they don't have and not realizing that they're breathing. entitlement they have an entitlement spirit you follow what i'm saying and so you could be a good budgeter you could be a good good manager and all this other stuff but when see here's the thing when you hit crisis how do you respond talk about financially god's been good to you 12 months he paid your rent didn't he I haven't seen any one of us homeless this year. I ain't trying. You, you, listen, uh, uh, you, you may be paying on your bill, but your bills are paid, aren't they? 
You know, I know you didn't pay off the life. I know what you did. You, you paid half and then you're going to pay half next month on top of the bill that's coming. I get it. And until you get out of that mindset, you'll always be like that. You will never break that cycle until you break that cycle. Until you make up in your mind, know what? I am through with this. I'm going to pay it and I'm going to trust God. Listen, if you pay half the bill, do you not know another bill is coming? On top of the half you didn't pay? Come on, say amen, y'all. And that's how we live. But that's not how we should be living. Amen. Why? Because, listen, if you got to cut the $300 cable bill so you can pay your light, which is more important, your light bill or the cable? You better watch YouTube. (laughs) I know people who would rather sit out and have nothing, but they got their TV, they got their clicker. You yourself say, say to yourself, my power and what strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord, your God, for it is he who has given you the ability to produce what God is the one who has given you the ability. When you wake up, when you go to work, he gives you that strength. If you don't wake up with that strength. So don't get to the point where you're like, oh, this is mine. Nothing is yours. We are stewards. So here's the people. They grumbled against Moses uh, Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The sons of Israel said to them, would that we had died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt. Entitlement. What, when, when we sat by the pots of meat. Look at this. They, they, do you know these colored people? I promise you. Watch this. They're grumbling about food. That we sat by the pots of meat when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out of this wilderness to kill this whole. So you're telling me that God went through all of that to bring you. So in your mind, I'm trying to show you something here. Trying to show you the type of people Moses had to deal with. And with his mind, (laughs) how he had to deal with them. But watch this. They had the audacity to say to God, to God, that you went through all of this to bring me out here. You know, we do that. God, I did, I trusted you and look what's happening now. Lord, you told me to do this. I tithe and look what's, you're going to kill me with hunger. Uh, yeah, you just want to punish me. That's what you want to do. Yeah. Really? Where's your faith? It's not you that gave you strength. It is God that gave you what? Strength. I guess it won't let me go on past this. Look at the birds of the air. They do not what? Sow or what? Or store away in barns. Yet, your heavenly father what? Now, Israel didn't know that. Obviously. But saints... God is paying attention and the Holy Spirit should bring conviction every time you pull out that debit card. Every time you go to spend and you say you don't have or you complain of what you don't have, you got to look at it all. It's all at your hands. Nobody did it but you. 
Amen. The devil didn't make you do it either. Watch this. They said, they brought me aside here to kill. Verse 4. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. And the people should go out and gather a day's portion every day that I may test them whether or not they will walk in my... Can I tell you this? Can I share this with you? The reason why you just have your daily bread because God can't trust you with more than your daily bread. Because if he gives you more, we ain't going to see you. So God says, I'm going to give him, I'm going to give God supernaturally rain down manna. The word manna in the Hebrew means, what is it? That's what the name is. What is it? <laughs> but it sure tastes good. And, 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 and let, me, let me share this with you. Let me fast forward because I got a minute. Watch this. Here's the problem with them, right? They got so ungrateful that they got to a point that even when God was raining down the manna, they had manna coming down, right? They start to complain about that and start craving meat again. So God sent them the quail, right? Watch this. But God says, eat only what's for today. But what did they do? They, they took it put it in their camp and they start stinking up the camp. That's scarcity. That's lack of trust. Lack of contentment. Amen. And trusting God for your everyday needs. Why do we go to the extreme? This is how we think. Oh, they're going to pick up my car tomorrow. I'm going to lose my house. My life's going to get cut off. We panic. But God's been good to us. Come on, y'all. The people of Israel, they lacked faith in God. And God kept showing them, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. But the reason I'm only giving you what you need right now is so that you can be a better steward. You can't even be trusted with the tithe. You tithe when you feel like it. Well, you know, it's, it's you know, just can't do it this week. It's, that bill is coming. What if you was to trust God? Who knows? He would rain down some more manner in your life. Who knows? You never know where that blessing is going to come from. Because if God takes care of the birds, will he not take care of you? They didn't know that, right? And that's why he says, bring the what? See, what what did he say? The what? The whole. Not some, not what you got left over, not what you think you need to give at that moment. He said, the whole tithe where? Where's the storehouse? The church. So that there may be food. <laughs> Watch this now. Test me in this. Says who? Hold on a minute. In, in Exodus, it says that I may test them whether or not they will walk in my instructions. And God is saying here, I'm going to give you, watch this, an opportunity. 
I'm going to let you, I'm going to let the tables turn. I'm going to turn the tables. Now you become the tester. And I become the tested. Come on and help me somebody. And God says, if you test me in what? This. In what? In bringing the whole tithe. Watch what he says now. And see if I will not throw open. It says floodgates, but it's windows. Which floodgates seems a little bit better. (laughs) You see see what I'm saying? Floodgates sounds a little bit better. I need floodgates. I need a tsunami in my finances. Come on, somebody. I really need a tsunami right now. Shoot, I need you to overflow me, God. Open them floodgates. Right? Open. And heavens do have floodgates, by the way. And he says, I will will throw open. You, You know, God can immediately change your life today. In a blink of an eye, when you, by the time you get home, something can change in your life where the floodgates are opening up in the area of your finances and you will be a different person altogether, but you will have a spirit of contentment, amen, and trust and understand that my life is not defined by my money because I know who opened up the floodgates. Watch this. And I will pour out so much blessings that you will not have room. You'd have to move. You're going to have so much that you're going to have to move from where you are. Listen, living there is going to be real uncomfortable because of the blessings Listen, I don't know about you, but boy, I've experienced an overpouring. I've experienced the floodgates opening. Okay? And I'm not talking about every now and then. I believe I'm a blessed man. And you got to believe that you're a blessed people. But it goes back to this one thing. Verse 4, read it for me. That last part that I may test them whether or not. In my what? In my what? Listen, even when your finances look bad, follow his instructions because that may be the moment of your floodgate opening.